Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good morning, Father Ben. Good morning. It's Justice Walters. Oh, uh, hello, Justice Walters. How are things going, Father? Settled down a bit after a couple of months, I hope? Yes, Your Honor, it's been a busy couple of months, but I have really enjoyed getting to know everyone in the parish. Uh, And you and the rest of the parish council have been a great help with that. Well, good. I'm still waiting on your proposed agenda for the next meeting. I believe I mentioned I'd like to review these at least a week in advance. Absolutely. I will have it to you tomorrow so you can have the whole coming week to review. Thanks. That will do fine. Justice Walters? Yes? Uh, Forgive me if this is a silly question, but are, are you here for confession? I did climb into this confessional, didn't I? (laughs) Of course. Sorry, with the conversation we were having, and I've never seen you for this before, I just... Um... (laughs) Never mind again. Sorry. Thank you, Father. Though I have to say your observation isn't completely unwarranted. I'm an upstanding member of this parish, but I am afraid this specific sacrament is one I've not done my best to keep up on. Oh, completely understand. This can be an uncomfortable experience for a lot of people. Do you need guidance on getting started? No, that won't be necessary. I think I have a pretty firm grasp on the concept. Yes. Sorry, again. Uh, Of course, sir. Shall we begin? All right. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been 25 years since my last confession. That is a long time, Your Honor. What brings you here today? You know, Father, I appreciate you showing me respect. And outside of this room, I'd expect that would continue. But given our current dynamic, maybe you'd call me Joe. Sure. Whatever feels right for you. What is it that brings you in, Joe? I have decades of failings I could recap here. Still, for the most part, I've been able to manage myself well through the years. You see, Father, I am a decent man, loyal to the church, and a good citizen. Whether behind the bench or here as the head of our council, I've worked as a leader for my entire adult life. There haven't been many situations where I've needed to formally confess. How do you mean? I'm always in the process of, ultimately, doing God's will. 
And I know the Lord sees and understands this. And before you say anything, I know you have a tendency towards youthful overreaching, so please spare me any speeches on the value of regular confession. Uh, <laughs> understood. And it seems like your subconscious is giving that speech for me anyway. <laughs> so, Joe, what would you like to confess today? What brought you here after 25 years? As I said before, this isn't a sacrament I take lightly, and one I don't require unless I see it as necessary. I say this so you know I'm taking my actions very seriously. Understood, Justin. <sighs> Joe, it shows your seriousness that you are here with me now. Now please, tell me your sins. Well, I'm afraid I am no longer being faithful to my wife. Father? Yes. Yes, I see. So, what happened, Joe? When did the infidelity start? Well, it began about five years ago. Do you know my daughter, Emily? Yes. Then I'm sure you've encountered her husband, Tom. Sure, I've met Tom. Of course you have. I'm sure he'd be a fan of yours, given your sensitivity. And I take it you see that as a bad thing. Not per se, just different. Please don't take offense, Father. I'm only making an observation. Noted. Please, continue. Well, five years ago was when Emily moved back home. Not to our house, but an apartment nearby. Darla and I were over the moon. Emily is our only child, and we couldn't be prouder parents. She really is such a talented and driven woman. Not that Darla and I would raise any less. Of course not. But, much to my surprise, when she arrived to move in, she wasn't alone. We met her at her apartment, and there was Tom, lazily watching as movers carried their things into their apartment. You hadn't met him before? No, never. And suddenly I'm here, confronted with this individual, wearing cargo shorts and a novelty t-shirt, with his hand in my daughter's back pocket. So I did what any self-respecting father would do, and instead of sitting there and making a scene, I removed myself from the situation. I drove right off, without bothering to greet either of them. You just left? Of course I did. I wasn't going to be made a fool of. Darla was in the car with me then. I'll never forget her turning to me and in a voice I'd never heard her use saying, What the hell are you doing? That's where it all began. We had this apocalyptic fight in the car. I remember driving aimlessly as we shouted at each other. I've known about Tom for months. She'd even spoken to him before. He seems like a nice guy. Why didn't she tell you about him? <laughs> she was too afraid to tell you about him. Obviously for good reason. Which, I have to say, was pretty astute of her. I take it you'd rather make these decisions for her. It's not that. It, It's just... She's always been a perceptive person, even if she isn't the best judge of character when it comes to who she spends time with. But anyway, yes, Darla hid this from me at Emily's request, which is nonsense. Emily has a good head on her shoulders, but it isn't as if she's some friend. She's our daughter. How did her keeping this secret make you feel? I couldn't believe she'd hid this from me. And when I explained that, Darla kept saying... You know, you're proving her point right now. You're acting like a controlling ass. And I swear, if she moves away again after this, I will never 
forgive you for it. As if I was the reason Emily decided to up and move to D.C. for college in the first place. It still wounded me she did that to us. We have connections at every private college within a hundred miles from here. We're talking hundreds of thousands lost because our 17-year-old wanted a new experience. And my wife calls me controlling. So your wife stood up for your daughter five years ago and you got in a fight. You're saying that drove you to betray your marriage? That fight became our marriage, Ben. It's wonderful Emily's been a more frequent fixture in our lives. But there's a text to that. And his name is Tom. He's a lazy, overly emotional child. No work ethic, ambition, or any intelligence to speak of. He is exhausting, and it's only gotten worse since they eloped. I take it you wouldn't have been supportive of their marriage. Darn right. She knew full well that she wouldn't get a dime out of me for that farce. Telling. After that first fight, I made a deal with Darla that I wouldn't take my frustration out on Emily and would be cordial with her loaf of a partner. And even with that, it's basically become a tradition that when Tom comes by with Emily, you can be certain the moment they pull out of the driveway, Darla and I will have it out. Emily and Tom are married, Joe. Why are you still fighting about it? You need to understand that Darla and I have always been on the same page about everything. And even if we aren't at first, she comes around eventually. Only with Tom is she so unwavering. It's almost as if she thinks she's his mother. Meanwhile, it kills me to stand by and watch my daughter waste her best years on this black hole of a person. When you differ this much on the most important thing in your life... It creates distance. You understand? Sure, Joe. So what happened? Right. So soon after they moved back, Darla and I essentially ceased talking around the house whenever Emily wasn't around. A spare polite word here or there, but nothing more. And as you can expect, the intimacy followed suit. I know my wife is there. I know the person I love is still in her. But she's impossibly far away at this point. You don't think you've had a hand in creating some of that distance? That's nonsense. I'm telling you this so you understand that I have been emotionally and physically alone the past four years. Up until three months back. Around the time of the donut festival. The one where Father Clem had his heart attack. Well, the donuts were actually provided by this amazing local baker, Lexi. I had to coordinate the purchases for the event and met with her about the specifics Clem wanted. I take it Lexi is the person you've been seeing. Oh, she's incredible, Ben. She built this business from the ground up. So strong-willed and independent. It's delightful just to listen to her talk. Her donuts have actually gotten national attention. Have you heard of this website, BuzzFeed? Jesus Christ, cut the bullshit, Joe. What did you say? I'm sorry, that was disrespectful. I meant cut the bullshit, your honor. Who the hell do you think you are? Do you honestly expect me to sit here and take your confession about your midlife crisis with a nice small business owner? What's wrong with you? I'm leaving. Sit down, Joe. Thank you. I'm sorry that I cursed, but you need to own up to your mistakes. You're sitting here blaming your son-in-law because you're sleeping around on your wife. I'm not blaming him, but he is part of why this happened. Our marriage was perfect before he showed up. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you even hear yourself? You're not confessing anything. You're sitting here trying to absolve yourself. I get that you're self-important, Joe, but please leave the sacrament to the professionals. Seriously, where do you get off talking to me like this? Do you know how many men come in here to confess their infidelity and then blame it on their wives or jobs or kids for the whole thing? Joe, get over yourself. Your sins are bigger and started earlier than when you met Lexi. You're showing Darla, your wife, absolutely zero respect, and frankly, it sounds like you maybe never were. Oh, you think you understand my marriage after all of five minutes? (laughs) I think it's hard for me to consider anything more contemptuous than you writing your wife off for respecting the wishes of your daughter. It is unbelievable to me to see how much your pride outweighs the love you have for your family. What do you want, Father? To cut me down and have me reconsider everything I've ever done? You want to see an important man crawling on his knees. You want me to become this sensitive, gentle, subservient husband, thanks to the enlightening wisdom of a young but sage beyond his years priest. You're being sarcastic, but that might do you some good. Son, it's my responsibility to be the leader of my household, and part of that is to push my family, and especially my daughter, in the right direction. But don't worry, Father. As I said, nobody listens to me anymore. The inmates are running the asylum now. (laughs) That's a revealing analogy. Oh, come on. You know what I meant. It seems like you're trying to control your family. No, no, no. (laughs) Look, it's my job to make sure everything is okay, but I only expect them not to make that harder than it has to be. It doesn't mean they aren't their own people. Why is that your job? What? To make sure everything is okay. I'm the head of this family. You can be as progressive as you want, but some things just don't change. Yeah, that's pretty clear. What do you want from me, Father? I'm sorry I cheated on Darla. It was wrong. I regret it every day. Do you? Yes, Father. This is killing me. I'm at my wits end. Clearly, we don't see eye to eye, but I do care about my wife, and I know what I've done is wrong. I want to fix this. Are you still seeing Lexi? Yes. You have to stop. Have you told Darla? No. You have to. I know that I should, but I won't. Why not? I know you'll say she deserves to know this. That if I respect her, then I'd tell her that in a marriage I promised my wife and God to be faithful, and since I broke that bond, I need to own up to it and whatnot. It sounds to me like you know what you should do. Own it. I am owning it, here. But I don't think it's fair to put this on Darla. I love her, I do. She and Emily are my world. When Tom showed up, that was... Disrupted. I've let it change how I view my family. I've been disrespectful to them. You're right about that. But I can't blow up my life. As far as the church goes, Joe, you actually have me pegged wrong. 
We Catholics don't exactly have a strict guideline around whether a cheater like you should confess. I can say in this context that I understand your concern, but I think you're still missing the point. So I personally think that you should tell Darla what's been going on. Why? What point am I missing? I'm owning this. I'm here confessing. I'm going to end things. Doesn't that solve it? Even the reasons you have for not wanting to confess are selfish, Joe. It's not about respecting or shielding Darla. It is about protecting yourself from her ability to decide what to do with you now. Emily and Darla deserve a lot more than what you're giving them. You need to stop holding back the people in your life. Excuse me? If you can't confess to what you did, so be it. But unless you can get it together enough to allow your daughter the space to choose who she loves and respects your wife's decision to do the same, you might as well rip the band-aid off now because it is coming off eventually. All right. So for penance, we're done. For now, I hope you'll let me know how you get on, but... The ball is really in your court now, Your Honor. All right. So, penance. I think it's pretty simple. Respectfully, end things with Lexi and never speak to her again. Is that penance? It is today. Beyond that, I think it's up to you, but I hope however you move forward, you take a bit more care to appreciate and lift up the people in your life. All right, Father. And one more thing. What's that? Try and find a couple of things in common with your son-in-law. You don't have to love the guy, but he's in your family now, whether you like it or not. I'll do my best with that one. Fine. Do you remember the act of contrition? I might need help with a word or two. Thanks for this. Sure. I hope we talk soon. Oh, I... oh excuse me. Sorry. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Hello? Holy shit, it really is you. Olivia? How in the hell did you find me? Come on, Ben. Is that how you talk to an old friend? You didn't exactly go into witness protection. Olivia, I don't know what you're thinking, what? but you can't... I found out you might be here and I wanted to see for myself. You just up and disappeared. Look, I... I'm sorry, but this is not the time or the place. I know you understand the risk you are putting me in by showing up here out of ben, the blue and... Ben, you are unbelievable. What happened to you? Why did you do this to me? I... You... <laughs> Look... I didn't come here expecting anything but answers. I'm not going to mess up your little rebound church, but you owe me that much. Can we go somewhere else? It feels creepy talking to you through a screen like this. Sure. 
follow me. Wow, that was really dramatic. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen with Father Ben. Forgive Me is a Rogue Dialogue production. It was written and directed by Jack Marone and Bob Raimunda. Sound design, mix, and score by me, Adam Raimunda. Here's our cast. Michael Larkin, Justice Walters, Casey Callahan, Father Ben, and Sarah Ray Werner, Darla. All of our graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate it if you share an episode with your friends and family. Justice Walters may not want you to be telling everyone about his literal secret affairs, but we absolutely do. We'd also love it if you gave Forgive Me a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It helps bring new ears into the confessional with us. You can reach out to us on social media platforms by following at Forgive Me Show. We've got one more episode planned for this season. The team at Rogue Dialogue have a lot more stories to tell, both with this show and our other podcast, Windfall. The only way we can do that is the financial support from our generous patrons over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. By becoming a patron, you'll get access to notes from our directors, mini episodes, as well as a shout out at the top of an episode. We have a goal to hit 100 patrons so that we can guarantee that we can pay our actors and crew to make more episodes of our shows. You can help propel us towards that goal by pitching in even just a dollar a month. Join us over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. No matter what, listening to the show is always free, and we sincerely appreciate you spending your time with us. We'll be back in 2021. Oh my... Gosh, we're finally going to make it out of 2020. Can you believe it? Anyway, yeah, we'll be back in January with our season finale. See you then. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. Oh, God! Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, (laughs) okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? (laughs) Now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise, or will they succumb? 
to the hunger of Howling House. You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this, is this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>